Soon-to-be former Raiders quarterback Derek Carr had a nice quip at the Pro Bowl skills competition about his future. And Matt and I will get into where he potentially will end up and senior bowl standouts from the week of practice in Mobile, Alabama. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at PD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. So the skills competition at the Pro Bowl... Glad they're still they're not trying to do the old Pro Bowl game, Matt. Like that was the thing that was yeah. like, how are they still trying to do this? And I think there's been a lot fewer replacements this year. It feels like that way. I haven't really paid that close of attention to the Pro Bowl stuff, but you know, in past years, you you end up with like nine quarterbacks in the AFC. And it's like, oh, Mac Jones is a rookie, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. It's like, what <laughs> is going on here? Uh, so I think we're seeing less of that, which is good too, because you know, putting Pro Bowler next to a guy's name who doesn't belong there, you know, doesn't make sense for anybody but during the skills competition Derek Carr lit it up and uh was was hitting the the dummy all over the place and, and we can talk a little bit about some of the the competitions and skills competitions that they had at the at the Pro Bowl but uh on Thursday the the big story was what Derek Carr said afterward and Ryan Clark was interviewing him after and said you've completed a lot of passes in Las Vegas have you ever been that hot before and Derek Carr says, uh, no, I've never been that hot. I guess that's why I'm not going <laughs> to. I guess it's not, that's why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> but it was really funny. And uh, and uh, Derek Carr, clearly one of the big dominoes this offseason on the move. Is he Was he one of the hardest quarterbacks for you to place on the upcoming where will the quarterbacks land in 2023 list that we'll be getting into on next week's uh, on an episode at some point next week? Without question, because I think he has, I don't want to say immense value, but I think he has a lot of value. Um, I I forget what I was listening to, but sort of a side note I wanted to throw out there, though, just about the quarterback market. If you recall, I mean, we went through a ridiculous number of starting quarterbacks in the league this year. So there's a lot of talk that number two quarterbacks are going to have more value on the open market than they did in previous years, like we better be equipped with our, our backup because there's a really good chance he sees the field, which to me means a true starter like Carr has even more value. I mean, he, he's been healthy. He's been durable and reliable. He's not a star, but he's, uh, you know, a quality player that would be an upgrade for a lot of teams. And just off the top of my head, I mean, if Baltimore trades Lamar, Washington, Tampa, Carolina, Atlanta, I'm sure I'm missing a few. I mean, in Indy. I mean, Indy makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think there's probably eight teams out there that would like to get a hold of Carr and probably will give up something decent for him, maybe even a first-round pick. Right, and with Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson, there's no guarantee those guys are going to get traded. We know Carr right. is going to be on the move, so that's why, to me, he's probably the biggest domino and the first domino. It takes a quarterback and a team off the market. 
when Derek Carr does go somewhere. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening there with with Derek Carr and, you know, teams obviously that the draft high in the NFL draft have an opportunity to say, OK, we like Derek Carr, but should we just go draft the guy? Do we not really mm-hmm. like this draft class? Are we not sure our, the, the one quarterback we like is going to get to us at pick number four or 11 or wherever you might be selecting? So um, th- th- that's what makes this offseason a lot of fun is is how teams view the quarterbacks on the veteran market on the the rookie market in the draft and how these uh, these teams put their. Uh, teams together and Derek Carr is is certainly a huge one. Dodgeball, one of the big one of the big skills. Real quick on Carr before we yeah, sure. move on, if you don't mind. I I understand the Raiders have seen enough of him. They know him better than anyone. He's not for them. I don't know that they're going to be able to upgrade though. I mean, I guess Devontae Adams came out and said something about, oh, Rogers is moving to my neighborhood, or I mean, whatever. Brady's not going there. Uh, they're not picking high enough to, you know, to get one of the top three quarterbacks likely in the draft without, you know, giving up a lot to move up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm wondering if the Raiders should be careful what they wish for, you know, like they could be get worse at quarterback without a question. Uh, that's what it sounds like. And, and yeah. we talked a little bit about it yesterday on our mailbag episode with uh, GM Dave Ziegler was talking about how they're going to build this team. And it's like, we're not going for splash. We're not going for right now. We are trying to build this thing through the draft. So this might be a yeah. long-term rebuild for the, for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I don't think they will get understand. better right away, but I think that's probably smart in a lot of ways because they tried to do that last year and it didn't work. Right. I think they're regretting how they handled last off season. Not that mm-hmm. the Adams is a bad player. Right. Draft picks would have been more useful or, you know, draft Desmond Ritter and have him sit around for a year, you know, those type of things and build for, two years from now as opposed to building for 2022 which didn't work out yes if you it just right we talked about a couple of those other quarterbacks just your your spidey sense matt do you think aaron Rodgers or lamar jackson will be playing for other teams aside from the packers and the ravens respectively in 2023 i absolutely think Rodgers will not be a packer and i guess the raiders might be in it but i really think the jets just adds up too much I strongly believe Lamar will not be a, ra- a Raven either. And I could see him in Atlanta, Carolina. Really, there's a lot of teams that make sense. I mean, I forget when we were talking about the Colts. Colts would be pretty good with Lamar Jackson. And maybe I'd give you four for Lamar. Who says no to that? What about Carr in Baltimore? I think that's very possible. Right. I mean, I get some draft picks for Lamar, turn one of them and keep a little, keep more draft capital. You know, turn Lamar into Carr, try to get some kind of receiver, you know, either in the draft or DeAndre Hopkins or whatever. Um, I, I think that could change that team dramatically and play a more traditional style. And it wouldn't be that hard to pull off. I mean, you definitely need to add a receiver or two, but I could see that, yeah. And they do have Bateman coming back next year, too. Right, right, right. I like Bateman a lot. But I don't know that he's, yeah. I think they kind of overshot thinking, oh, Bateman's the one, we'll be fine. Yeah. You know, he didn't get to have that breakout season that I think a lot of people expected, including the Ravens mm-hmm. last year. Um, looking at the Pro Bowl skills, if you if you guys uh, weren't paying attention, I wasn't really playing, paying close right. attention. It did look like a lot of fun they were having. And to be honest with you, watching NFL players play dodgeball was more exciting than watching NFL players play a Pro Bowl football game. I bet, <laughs> I bet it was. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Pro Bowl dodgeball was fun. They had a longest drive competition. The, pre- the precision passing was the, the competition that Derek Carr won. They had best catch. 
as well. And those were the Thursday events. And then on Sunday, they come back with some more events at the Pro Bowl with uh, Gridiron Gauntlet, which is a side-by-side relay race showcasing strength, speed, and agility. Six players from each conference compete to see who finishes first and wins three points for his team. So I don't even know what this gauntlet, gauntlet is going to be. But mm. uh, oh, here we go. So it's uh, each segment, 40 yards in length, Includes a series of breakaway walls, a section climbing up. So it's kind of like the uh, some of the wide world of sports stuff when I was growing up <laughs> were kind of fun, you yeah. know. <laughs> we've got each team's kicker, punter, and long snapper compete in a giant tic tac toe competition. Okay, I, was, I guess uh, they're trying to like drop it in the center box or whatever. Yeah, like okay. a, a, I'm picturing a uh, oh, so long snapper. Our long snappers doing it as well or are they the, are they all just setting up for a kick where it's like a field goal and then there's squares in the field goal posts maybe there's maybe they put i'm learning all about this as you tell me to be honest <laughs> i've ignored the pro bowl since i was a teenager or a 12 year old on purpose yes same. but i have a couple questions first of all when you said longest drive are we talking about golf yes longest okay drive. so they're just out there smacking the heck out of it okay yes uh, uh, by the way by the way, the AT&T Pro-Am, where Aaron Rodgers was this weekend at Pebble Beach here in California, um, Josh Allen there as well. When Aaron Rodgers was teeing off, there was um, somebody asked him a question, and they were kind of mic'd up and having fun. And they said, do you have any announcements you want to make, Aaron? And he said, I'm not going to San Fran. So Aaron Rodgers not oh, going to okay. the 49ers. That's from his mouth. Okay. We have that so too. Back so to tic-tac-toe can... real quick. <laughs> Okay. This is what I'm hoping now I think about it is I hope they put a net up in the uprights with a tic-tac-toe board, nine squares, and yes. team one hits one and oh you got the middle one. Nice, put the X in the middle. Oh, you missed. Or you you know, whatever. You just maybe that's how they do it. But my question is, did they ship 32 times three, 96 holders, snappers, and punters and kickers to Vegas? Is every team have one? No, I think it's just oh, the, the just Eastern the Pro Bowlers. Oh, okay, okay. When I first read it, it did sound like every team in the NFL, but I think just by like each low. teams, it just means the AFC and the NFC kicker, punter, and long snapper go head to head here. Uh, I've got thirty-two long snappers in Vegas right now. Like that's crazy talk. <laughs> I've got further details on the the kick tic tac toe. Sorry, kick tac toe is what they call it. Ah, nice, of course. Uh, the first team to complete a connection line of three squares or hit five squares total will be declared the winner and earned three points for his conference. So it does sound like, yeah, in between the goalposts, there's nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of fun. It's not the yeah. worst idea ever. Also Expect- better than the actual Pro, pro Bowl game. That's <laughs> to say, all this is better than them playing football. Great. Yeah. And pretending to play football. And then there's a flag football game as well, Sunday. I just don't want anyone to get hurt in that one. I was, I was going to say the yeah, exact yeah. same thing. Don't get hurt. Rule number right. one of Pro Bowl flag football. I don't know if you remember this. This was a long time ago. There was a Patriot rookie running back. His last name was Edwards, I think. He was a pretty good player. He was and rookie of the year, wasn't he? I think he was rookie of the year. I should remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, Robert, Robert Edwards. Robert, Robert Edwards. He was a good player. And the rookies played flag sand football. That was their Pro Bowl event, and he blew out his knee. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, geez. You know. He went up for like a catch in the end zone mm-hmm. on the beach and just destroyed his knee. It was never the same. Terrible. Yeah. That's, I really hope that doesn't happen. Obviously. All right, let's talk NFL draft. Yeah, let's yeah. talk sure. senior bowl prospects next. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire 
qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. The best part, it is for free at LinkedIn Jobs. You will efficiently match open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals as a small business. And it's no different from NFL teams as it is for small businesses. You got to find the right people. You got to find the right people in management who can hire the right people underneath them to put together the best team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. Go beyond the resume. We're talking about a, a member profile network of over 800 million members at LinkedIn as well. Put your post in front of the most qualified candidates that fit your job. So why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Okay, here we go, Matt. All right. Senior bowl. Is there one player you saw at the senior bowl? That is like, this is, this is the dude. I want to draft this guy on my football team. Well, so first of all, let me preface this is up until this week, I do my best to keep my head above water with draft prep, but there's so much going on NFL stuff. I read what I can. Maybe I watch some highlights. I want to know the names that are top two days, you know, certainly the top 50 players. When people put out a mock, I click on it and I read it, you know. So I know the top guys. But my draft prep escalates rapidly this week because – This is when it begins for yeah. me as well. And in the yeah. past, when I did not have a child and was not married right. and those things, I, I did – I was crazy with the draft. I was a draft geek all year long. And more and more recently, I just – Saturdays are the one day I can't – do this stuff and that's the day that these players are all playing right and so uh, i'm so that's beyond day you know? <laughs> right exactly and so um it's really just starts with haste basically at the senior bowl and it's so fun to watch some of these players because a lot of them don't get a lot of pub and we're talking about guys that are going to rise up draft boards and right. you don't hear about them all year long because what's, what's what i love about it is the surefire first rounders basically aren't there so i basically learn about 90 to 100 guys intently you know i mean all their heights and weights everything everyone's being said about them this year nfl plus had both you know had really really good coverage sometimes the coverage isn't great from if you're not there um i could have went i decided not to this year so i really learned a lot about these guys um there were two guys that i knew about but i would bet that they're in contention to be the first player drafted from mobile and that's tight end luke musgrave Boy, is he impressive. This tight end class is unbelievable, by the way. But Luke Musgrave running through the secondary looks like, you know, relatively speaking, like Kelsey or Kittle. I mean, just these long strides, eating up space, six, five and a half. He only played two games for Oregon State this year, and then he got hurt. But so he's in contention for first tight end off the board. Uh, um, one note on Luke Musgrave. I yeah. saw the top five. GPS miles per hour time. He was really high it, yeah. And yeah. I mean, we're talking with wide receivers, DBs. There's a really good running back group there at the senior bowl. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the top five fastest guys, GPS. So yeah, you want to, you want a guy to hit the seam. He's one of them. He's absolutely one of them. I think it's a, a, a coin flip between him and Osiris Torrance, who's a prototypical guard from Florida, almost six, five, three thirty seven, long arms, he dominated one-on-one -on -one reps. Uh, he's going to go in the first round. I think one of those two will be the first guys drafted. 
from the from the game, but I was impressed with a lot of dudes. And it, it, when you ask me who did I fall in love with, it's John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota. He was great in this game, leader, tough, big square build. I don't remember many reps that I saw him lose, and that includes the team drills. I mean, like uh, we've been talking about him on my Steeler show that at 32 with the first pick in the second round wouldn't bother me one bit if the Steelers led off day two taking John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. Wow, there we go. Yeah, right. yeah, there you go. All right, let, let's go down and, and highlight a couple of people per position, and then we can you know go back over some of the guys you already mentioned there uh, at the Senior Bowl. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Is there yeah. the next uh, Brock Purdy, Taylor Heineke type of guy that you saw in Mobile? First of all, this is about as bad a quarterback class as I could remember. You know, like last year, Willis, Pickett, the, 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 the high draft picks were all in attendance, you know. I've been there when Jay Cutler was there in the first round. You know, I mean, like usually there's a couple dudes. And, and even last it, year, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Even last no, no, year, it, was, it was like, oh man, these you know Willis is going to go in the first round. He might go number two overall to the Lions. He ended up going right. in the third round, but we might not get a guy that goes even in the third round from this group. No, and um, Hendon Hooker was there, but he's injured. He was just you know taking mental reps. He's going to go higher than anybody else. Um, Herner from Fresno State was generally considered the best quarterback there, but he's more purdy than he is Pickett in terms yeah. of draft. You know, I mean, he's a he's, fifth rounder or something yeah, like I've that. I've been watching a lot of him here in California. There's a lot of there's a lot of hype. A lot of 49ers fans are like, you gotta gotta draft Jake Hayner, and he has all those, uh, you know, high football IQ, accurate, right, athletic, right. can get out in the you know the rollout game and do some of those things. He's won some big games. He's played a lot of football, but he's an older prospect. He was six foot even, two hundred and eight pounds, so very small. Doesn't have a big arm or anything like that, but he can kind of quote unquote make all the throws type of guy. And mm -hmm. so if you're looking at a day three guy that might be sort of that Brock Purdy ish type of prospect or that. A Taylor Heineke type of prospect. I think Jake Hayner from Fresno State's probably it. I think most people think he's the best one there, and I'm fine with that. I, he's I will a, say he's a day three guy though, six I feet so, eight, yeah. not yeah. a big arm, uh, has some injuries in his past. He's an older prospect. I mean, no, nobody's going to spend a third round pick on Jake Hayner either, and, and he might be the best guy there. I, I was watching uh, Tuesday practices with my 16 year old, and he's like these quarterbacks look like they're my friends from high school. Like they're all little, you know, they're all like little dainty. Like none of them looks like Josh Allen or Cam Newton or, you know, like big, strong strapping dudes. Um, one guy I do want to throw. Oh, I want to say this too about the quarterbacks is the cornerbacks are really, really good in this class. And that re was reflective of the senior bowl. Not that the wide receivers were bad, but it was hard to evaluate wide receivers because the corners were great and the quarterbacks were terrible. So mm. bad quarterbacks, good corners makes it tough to see what the wide receivers can do. And um, usually in this yeah. environment, it, it's really important to remind people because you watch these guys in one-on-ones and these receivers are doing like double moves, triple moves. <laughs> right, it's right, right. Like that, you know, you're not sitting there for five seconds, one-on-one. On one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so heavily weighed toward the wide receiver in those and, and so heavily weighed toward the running backs when they're going against linebackers that uh, that it's really something if you're saying that the DBs were winning the day. Right, right. I remember when I was there, it was either my first couple of years at ESPN or my Browns year, and Sonoris Moss, Santana Moss's younger brother, is just lighting it up. And, I'm, and an older scout leans over to me. He's like, you realize there's no pass rush. That was like eight seconds after the snap. Like, no one's going to keep up with this guy. He's doing... And not only is he doing a slant and go, he's doing a slant, go, come back out, you know, like, like holy cow, you know, right. 
Um, one guy I thought was really interesting, though, is Tyson Baguette or Baguette. He's from Shepard. So obviously he struggled. I mean, he's from Shepard at the Senior Bowl, handing it to dudes from Georgia and throwing to guys from Alabama and whatnot. But he's got an arm and he's real twitchy. Like, I would love to grab him in the sixth or seventh round, redshirt him for two years and see what happens. Gun to my head, Matt. No mm-hmm. idea what state Shepard. Oh, I don't in. either. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. No clue. Uh, one of those guys that that linebackers and, and DBs alike could not hang with at the Senior Bowl. He's on everybody's top list of Senior Bowl standouts was Tulane running back Tajay Spears and actually weighed in OK for being someone that yep. might not be an every down sort of a, a guy. And I think he's probably thought of as a scat back coming into this, but it's really important for him to get over 200. So five, nine and a half or five, nine and five eighths. 204 pounds, really big 10-inch hands. So if you mm-hmm. want that player that's a, uh, at minimum, a change of pace, third down type of back, this dude is dynamic, and he was losing guys left and right, and people were just like floored watching Ty J. Spears this week at the Senior Bowl. He was fantastic. Uh, just the way he cuts was way different than anybody else. 90-degree cuts, explosion, acceleration. Running backs can have a tough time at senior bowl practices because you're not breaking tackles. You know, you, you don't run in plays to the ground. So the game's a little more important for running backs than other positions. So if you can stand out, that's a big feather in your cap. And he absolutely did. And you mentioned the key with him. I mean, I guess he played at like 195 most, most of the year, put 10 pounds on and didn't lose any explosion. That was a question and he passed the test. But again, sort of the like the Sonoris Moss thing you talked about, teams have to figure out, okay, is he going to run through arm tackles? Mm-hmm. How high do you draft a player like that? Yeah. Uh, clearly improved his stock. Is he going to be, is he going to go in that James Cook area last year where we saw the Bills draft James Cook, which I thought was too high in the mm-hmm. second round? I would think Spears is more of a third, fourth round guy, but just seeing how dynamic he was in space at the Senior Bowl probably elevated him to a, a slam dunk day two pick. I think so. I absolutely think so. I mean, I don't know if he's an every down back. He might be every downish than James Cook. But yeah, that's probably the neighborhood. Uh, any any other running backs before we move on? It was a really good group. Um, I don't know if there's anybody really worth highlighting. Um, I'm looking for the name. I missed it off the top of my head. But the, the dude from Texas is Bijan Robinson's backup. But he... I think is going to be a very good player in his own right. I'm pulling up the name right now. Um, but he only practiced one day. It's uh, Johnson. Roshan Johnson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he looks like an every down back. He moves like an every down back. He was just stuck behind a transcendent player at Texas. He got hurt after the first day. He actually broke his hand, finished practice, and then just didn't practice the rest of the week. But if you're looking for like a dynasty guy or maybe an every down back for your team, I think Roshan Johnson could be that guy. Yeah, Roshan Johnson, six feet and one half inch, 225. So certainly yeah. built right. Like and man, yeah. it's funny, you could be the second running second best running back in the draft, but unfortunately you went to the same school as Bijan Robinson. <laughs> right, right. So All right. Uh, some people probably look at it like Pierce last year and be like, Well, he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear, so that's yeah. good. All right. All right, next, let's look at some wide receivers, uh, maybe a couple of the tight ends and uh some linemen and defensive players as well, standouts from the senior bowl. Today's episode brought to you by TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. 
Sing a Not Taxes lullaby. Hope Not Taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride Not Taxes into the sunset. You get the idea. It's so much better to not do your taxes and make sure they are done right. And you can do that with a TurboTax expert who will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Into it, TurboTax full service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Okay, what about that wide receiver group? You said it was hard for them to stand out. Did anybody uh, jump out at you, Matt, at at the Senior Bowl practices this week? Two I think are worth talking about is Nathaniel Dell from Houston. He is tiny, 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 though. I, I mean, he's a perfect Sonoris Moss example we just mentioned. I mean, he's a little over 5'8", 163. Like, how many guys 163 are, are you know out there succeeding? But really, really explosive. Nobody could keep up with him. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. He certainly rose in terms of his stock. But a more traditional guy I really liked, too, was Jaden Reed from Michigan State. You mentioned the GPS tracker. Um, as of Wednesday, he was the fastest guy there GPS-wise, but isn't a tiny jitterbug, can play slot, can play outside. Um, didn't have a big year, but the Michigan State offense was really bad this past year. Two years ago, he was quite good. So I think he's a day-two guy. Jaden Reed was somebody that my guy, Eric Crocker, who is mm. uh, my co-host for Locked On 49ers, for those of you guys who who don't know, uh, former AFL and NFL cornerback. And, and he's uh, I really trust him when, with his evaluations with corners and DBs and, and, sure. receivers, and he's really good. Uh, Jaden Reed was someone that that said stand out, stood out to him as well. He, he, you know, he's not huge, but 5'10 and three quarters, 191. So he's not mm-hmm. so small that he can't be that, you know, outside, inside slot right. guy. And probably profiles more of, of a slot wide receiver, but uh, definitely a standout guy that can get the heck out of his breaks. Yeah, I, I would bet that he's the first receiver drafted from the Senior Bowl. Just a hunch. Anybody else on the tight end list besides Luke Musgrave? That that by the way, just prototype Luke Musgrave. We talked about his speed: oh. six five and a half, two fifty five. That's huge massive 10 and a half inch hands like prototype Luke Musgrave and this is already a really good tight end class yeah everyone there was decent I mean he was an absolute standout um I know we were kind of up against it in time here so I'm not going to dig into any other tight ends other than there might be five or six of them in the top 50 picks overall I mean it's an awesome tight end class yeah, great year to draft a tight end. It might even push a really good one down into day two, late day two that might not have been there normally. So if you yeah, look right, back right. at tight end, you know, one of those guys might fall into your lap that might go a lot higher in previous years. I agree. I agree. It's a really good class. Offensive line. Uh, you mentioned Schmidt, uh, Schmitz, sorry, John and Michael Schmitz that uh, had a really good day there in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, a lot of folks liked what they saw from him. Anybody else stand out to you on the old line? Yeah, uh, I mentioned Torrance as well. He's very impressive. Um, I think you, you have to mention the Ohio State dude, um, Jones. He he is – Dewan Jones is unbelievable because he is the biggest human being I've really ever seen. <laughs> and he, he obviously got some good advice because he went to the weigh-in over 6'8", 375, and the biggest wingspan they've ever measured in senior bowl history. And he makes the other tackles and guards look little. So he goes to the way in practices on Tuesday, 
wins every rep and wisely he has his jersey up so you can see his abs and he doesn't look like an underwear model at 375 but he's yeah. not fat you know like it, it, you know you would think 375 he's all over the place and he's not <laughs> at all wins the day tuesday tells everyone he's ill and i think he just left mobile after practice and never came back like i drops the mic and walks out of there <laughs> i mean six eight three seventy five oh. is so huge if you can so at huge. all get out into your pass set you just have to, it looked like he could pass rushers have to orbit you and, and that's enough I, I think of someone like um like, uh, i think he's more athletic than orlando brown i mean that, that's a first that's, round pick thing orlando brown's about to make 20 some million on the open market this year you know <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name. The former 49er, a Patriot offensive tackle, huge from Florida. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still floating around. I I, for, I forget his name, too. I think he started last year at, at left. Yeah. Half, uh, I want to say Davis, right? but that's wrong. No. Um, but he's made a lot of money, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, you don't even have to be that athletic if you you just have to be able to make guys move around you. But 11 and 3 eighths inch hands. It's that insane. Is insane. That yeah. is so big. 36 and 5 eighths arm length, 89 and a half inch wingspan. Those are all numbers that I can't ever recall seeing. Uh, it's just unbelievable how big he is. So the combine will be huge if he shows any movement skills. That's a first round guy. I mean, that, that's I think so. Easy. Yeah, because uh, he did move well. Like I watched Falele last year and he was real top heavy and heavy footed mm -hmm. and end up going the third round. This guy doesn't move like that at all. And you mentioned the, the arm length. His arms are typical for a seven foot five person. <laughs> so not only is he tall with long arms, but he has unusually long arms for a six eight guy. Unreal. It's crazy. Uh, defensive side of the ball, Matt. Standouts, front seven? Uh, tons of them. I mean, again, it's a really good corner draft. Uh, there are a couple safeties that stood out, of course. Um, not a bad linebacker group either. I'm trying to think who are some of the guys that we really need to talk about. I think Julius uh, Prince is the name I've I've seen the most as far as cornerbacks go out of Kansas yeah, that's State. A good one. And he can six, really three. yeah, he can break on the ball, moves like a guy much smaller, but six three, two oh two, long arms, just just really looks the part and was competitive at the catch point. And really that's the key is if you can break on the mm -hmm. football at that size, uh that's that's massive. So I think Julius Brents made himself a ton of money at corner. That's a great State. one. He made a lot of money for sure. And boy. There's no Jalen Ramsey sauce Gardner in this class, but by about maybe pick 12 or so, maybe all through day two, there's all these six foot corners that can play. I mean, if you need a corner, this is a great draft for it. And the last defensive player I think I have to mention is Keon White. He's a defensive lineman from Georgia Tech. And he played kind of a stand up role in college, and he can do that. But he is kind of a freak. I mean, he's six, four and three quarters, 280. They list him as an edge. He's thinking he might uh, break a four, six forty. I mean, like he's really dynamic. He's got a lot of great movement traits, move them all over the line of scrimmage. I was actually thinking you're your Niners, just move them somewhere, you know, just give me an athletic freak defensive lineman. I'll figure out where to line them up, you know? So many attacking defensive lines now where yeah. you have that big defensive end that can move inside yeah. and 6'5", 280, long arms, you know, uh, explosive ability up the field. I mean, that's that's the name of the game these days, especially mm -hmm. if you can get a guy like that outside of, you know, the top 50 picks maybe. 
Yeah, I think he might go in the first round, especially after we watch him in, in Indy, because he's going to light those I mean, drills yeah. up. So, yeah, yeah, if he yeah. does, if he does break four six, it's like okay, right? Wow, you know, right? Two eighty. And th- those are the types of guys that even if you don't really know much about them and they're not getting a lot of publicity, and late in the first round, you see that the offensive lineman or the defensive lineman. They're like, oh, wow, they drafted this guy that high. And then you look mm-hmm. at the height, weight, speed numbers, and it's just so hard for teams to find those guys. And and if you have that on the offensive line, especially a tackle or the defensive line, you have those measurables. Teams will say, I want to try to develop this guy because these are not players that we're going to be able to find later. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned the Niners, but like, I don't know if the Eagles could pass with him on 30 or 31 either. Like they, they're going to draft the lineman no matter what. Like uh, we don't need another one, but so what? We'll just bring him in and coach him up and go from there. A lot of money to be made. We know the first round is not going to be just underclassmen. So some of these seniors got to work their way up draft boards in the NFL. And I'm sure uh, NFL folks and scouts were really excited to see some of the folks from this group at the senior bowl. And of course the game is still to come. So we'll talk more about senior bowl prospects. We'll talk about other prospects. We'll talk about some rookie quarterback prospects as well. When we start putting some names to teams next week in our uh, projection of which quarterback will start for every team in the NFL uh, off season. So fun. And of course, guess what? There's another football game called the yeah. Super Bowl coming up next week as well. Matt and I are with you every single day here on Peacock and Williamson. Thanks for making us your first listen. Talk to you then right here. Peacock and Williamson.